This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have Gabriel Shields. He is the founder of Be New Creative, and I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Gabriel, how are you? Hey, good, Foo. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks thanks for taking the time. I'm, I'm very excited uh, about what we can share with the audience because we had a great conversation last week and I was like, hey man, I, let me get you on my podcast because you taught me some pretty cool stuff about branding and I thought it was worth sharing with my audience. So let's kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company. Sure. Uh, well, my wife and I started this about four years ago, recognizing that a lot of businesses were just struggling to define their brand. So we really wanted to help them to discover who they were so that they could build something authentic for them. So they'd have loyalty and trust with their audience and their team. It's really about clarity, unity, and retention. That's what we do and what we help our clients with. I love it. I love it how you put it at clarity, unity, and retention, because it's very easy to visualize. It's, it's punchy. I like it. I like it. Um, and um, Thanks. <laughs> that, that that means you're doing good right that's some good value <laughs> sure yeah definitely appreciate uh, you yeah so uh, uh it's thanks thanks for for sharing that so um so short and sweet and, and and so easy to understand because obviously that's good branding so you're displaying it by uh by doing it like that so thanks <laughs> and um yeah. i so, do my best i do what i can <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you're doing good. i just want to tell you that you're doing good and um thank you now I want to ask you something that I like asking to most of my uh, my guests, which is what's taking most of your attention right now and why? Yeah, most of my attention is really, you know, I always try to give most of my attention to my clients and my client projects. Um, that That's kind of priority one. Now, in terms of, you know, be new creative, um, right now, a lot of it is, is building um, out courses and classes. Um, just looking ahead and seeing that, uh, I feel like the economy is going to, to change a bit. We're going to have a lot more entrepreneurs entering the market, a lot more people that are going to need to kind of hold onto their purse strings a little bit more, but I don't want people to get left behind, um, and not. And so for the DIYers and the startups to be able to have something that's, uh, affordable and approachable, um, that gives them the access that they need to really scale their business and, if they want to go a little further with us, then that's great too. But we really want to give, make sure that nobody's left behind and everybody has an option, an opportunity to build that clarity that you need to retention through building a standout brand. I, I, I completely agree with that because um, for me, I mean, being in PR, one thing that I, I, I noticed, especially since the beginning that I didn't know much, right? Because I'm just brand new business owner. So in the beginning, I was like, okay, I can do PR. To get the feature in the media period that's it like this is what i do and then i started uh, learning about like well what are uh, like the friction that i was having from clients and a lot of it is is a branding and, and and that's why it's so important to to make sure that you you have a solid branding because if you're messaging your branding like then that translates into your team it translates into confusion with prospects or even clients because sometimes you can get somebody enough because they like you right but then 
they weren't like uh they're confused they don't understand very well and, and every time that you take a decision if you don't have like those like core values and that that like branding kit that that encompasses everything that you reference for every decision and everything that you do it becomes hard because then if you don't have that base right you don't have that that anchor or something that put kit keeps everything together then everything is malleable and then when everything is malleable then you know there's nothing solid and you, you're always changing everything and you don't have nothing solid so uh that's why i, I think it's very important and, uh, and uh, i can see why you are focusing on those things because it's there's a big need and uh, you're f- filling that need which is pretty cool <laughs> yeah 100 i see a lot of businesses that uh you know they they think that branding is just really about the the image that they're portraying and and i mean aesthetically but it really is a is a holistic image i mean if you walk to a restaurant and flowers are wilted on the table the the music's too loud the lighting's too low the food is cold you know that all says something about brand um we've all been there on on the hold uh waiting for a customer service agent to take our call uh and uh an hour later get transferred and they get transferred again and and that all says something about the brand and we usually what we end up doing as brand ambassadors of that brand is either we say do not go with that company you'll be on hold forever it's horrible customer service it's the worst that's brand or we'll say man i i called them 10 minutes into the call my problem was solved they were super polite it was great i wouldn't go with anybody else right that's brand and so all it comes down to, I think a lot of people don't realize is that if you want to be successful externally with your clients, you have to be successful internally with your team. And so when we talk about clarity, unity, retention, we're talking both sides. We're talking, how do you speak clearly with your your customers, but also with your team members? Because your team members are representing you. Uh, how do you build unity? Well, if everything is clear within the organization, you know, then everything then becomes unified. And if that unity is there, then people stick around. That's retention happens on its own. If you try to chase retention, you're not going to get it. If you chase clarity, you're going to build unity and you're going to get retention as a result. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And one uh, good example that comes to mind, uh, it seems like it always comes to mind when I talk about customer service, I have great experiences with both, for example, like I have uh, some headphones, uh, my headphones they were like sticking out and everything i was like look this is like coming out this shouldn't come out like if it's because of the sweat these are like sports uh, headphones like how is this happening and they yeah. were like and they were like hey just like you know cover the shipping send it to us and we'll send you some brand new ones and i'm like wow yeah so i did that and now branding. guess what yeah. that was the best thing that they could have ever done you know how many people i've told that both did this to me and they treat me so well and now like for the exchange yeah. of giving me great customer service for giving me the price that cost them to just give me that back they probably made it tenfold because i've told so many people oh you gotta go with both and now right? they've made now their name is happening on your podcast so how many more people are going to go out and buy bows just because of what you said exactly. right you know you're you're speaking to me individually but there's going to be tons of people hearing this and they're going to go wow like and you're a podcaster so that has even more clout right because you know as a podcaster audio is key right you know all of your so if you trust bows not just in your personal life but in your business life that helps to to support that narrative as well and and people people don't really care what bows logo looks like you know i think that's what people get caught up i gotta have a great logo well sure you do but that should be the last step in the process because you're you're it's like you know, if you see the American flag, you know, what you're seeing physically is just, you know, a piece of cloth with red and blue dye. That's all you're seeing physically. But what you're interpreting, the symbol that it represents, 
those things are built off of what a country stands for or what a company stands for, right? The logo should support those values. If they're not there, if they're not there, then when somebody sees, you know, the golden arches driving down the, the way and they if they have a certain perception of McDonald's, they're that doesn't matter how great that those golden arches look, they're gonna go, uh, like last time I was there you know, this, that, or the other. I mean, with McDonald's, at least there's a consistency. I'm not a big McDonald's fan. I don't like their food. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not a big uh, fast food junkie to begin with, but you know, you do knew, you do know that they worked really hard to create consistency. So when people go to one in Vancouver, Washington, and then one in Tampa Bay, Florida, they know they're going to get the same quality. So those golden arches say something, right? But it had to be that they instilled those values and that consistency in order to achieve that. Otherwise, those golden arches wouldn't mean squat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. And uh, now I, I want to take it to uh, another question, my next question, sure. which is, uh, do you have uh, any advice or tips for either business owners in general or to your younger self? Uh, given that your expertise is branding, right? And we're talking about that. What what would you tell either business owners in general or your younger self if you were to restart right now? Yeah, I think it, I think the same advice would be for both, um, which really is that, you know, behaviors stem from beliefs. And so, I mean, to give an example, we talked about this last time, you know, if, if I were to say to you, Foo, calm down, you're going to be less calm. If I say, hey, be more patient, you're going to be less patient, right? If I help you, if I have you focus on behaviors, actually it does the opposite. But instead, if you uh, were struggling, you felt really impatient right now. And I sat you down, I said, Foo, you know, what is it that's really driving your feelings of impatience? Like, what, what do you believe about the situation right now? Maybe you're concerned about, you know, uh, getting the next client because, because, but the reality is because you're worried about rent or you know there could be all sorts of concerns fear so so my big advice to that is is identify your beliefs and values because if you don't fear will become your value by default so an example of that is why are you impatient why are you feeling anxiety i mean this extends beyond business my wife and i really wanted to get into this business because we really truly believe that god has a design for people and that design and that purpose when lived out gives people this feeling of of well feeling of purpose but it lifts that anxiety because we know we're created for something and that's where work life balance kind of comes in is once we understand what we believe and how we can interpret those beliefs, that can help us to live in a more rich and fulfilled way. But if we don't identify those, fear will become that by default. And fear distorts our reality. It f- fear distorts our perception. Fear makes us make all sorts of bad decisions, both in life and in business. I think the majority of businesses that make bad decisions I think there's a lot of well-intentioned businesses. I want to give most of them the benefit of the doubt. I think there are probably some that are nefarious, but I'll give most people the benefit of the doubt and say that I just believe that they're they're because they didn't take the time to identify that and they didn't build that foundation. What ends up happening is they make a lot of rash decisions out of fear and that ends up driving and it trickles down. That's why I think what ends up happening with a lot of companies is that the people at the top 
think that the people at the uh, bottom are lazy because they don't know how to communicate with them because they're afraid and they don't know how to communicate what they really need because they haven't really ever taken the time to identify those values. The people at the bottom don't feel like the people at the top are communicating with them, so they don't feel like they care. And this is where turnover happens, right? This is why people leave companies, and this is why customers leave companies, and this is why CEOs get burnout. But kind of in conclusion of all this, just to take the time to go, what do we really believe and map that out? And how can we make decisions through those those different values? If we have those three core values and we're making the three major decisions companies make are hiring, getting new clients or vendors or partners, um, or uh, choosing a new tool or or system, right? If you ran those through their values and said, so our three core values are relational business practices, high quality, edu- providing high quality education and intentional quality. So if I said, well, how will this, how will getting on this podcast with Foo, how will that be relational? Well, we, you and I developed a relationship before we even jumped on and started recording, right? How will, and, and it will help us t- help you to build relationships with your clients and different people. How will it provide high quality education? Well, I'm sharing it right now, right? And how is it intentional? Well, I'm intentionally carving out my time and making sure that I'm not just giving high level platitudes, but really going deep and making sure that all of those things are in in depth. So you can do that with hiring a client. You can do that with hiring a team member. You can do that with, uh, with starting a new tool. And when you do that, it makes all the difference. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that because it's it's so important to to make sure that you have that, like I said earlier, that that anchor, right? Like that yeah. thing that puts everything together. That's why it's the core, right? That's why you call core values. They're the core. It's the, that that center, that that thing that puts everything together. And then from there, it's like everything that we're doing is this supporting our core values. Because if not, if you don't have something. Then it's like, is it ter- moving the 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 needle forward? Well, that's arbitrary. If you don't have a, a measuring uh, stick, right? If you don't have something to measure against, then it's like, well, I mean, you can say literally anything that is positive about it, and technically, well, it is moving the needle. But is it our main mission, right? Like, this is our yeah. the things. That's what it's our core. So that's why that is something that you know I talk to you, and I'm like with my teammates. I was like, hey, let's like you know, make sure that we everything that we do is supporting this, right? Like, yeah, uh, and I that's why I love the. Uh, having having this of, of leading with value with people and say like, hey look i'm looking for people to add value to my podcast we have a conversation it makes sense boom we come here we share a valuable conversation and i learn a lot doing these things uh and, and then i can share this knowledge instead of me keeping it on that call right like uh, what we did before it's like oh let's take it public now like th- this was great information i want to i want to share this with my audience and and, and it's great it's great because it's like while i'm learning I'm sharing it too. And, and that's why like podcasting is, is, is amazing. And I, and I love it because it's such a great way, you know, like a, a great way to, to share valuable things is, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it too. And, and I will add it, it, about this is that the really beautiful thing about this is that, you know, why, like I said before, my wife got into this to kind of help businesses to also have work-life balance. Well, the interesting thing about that is that um, when you're clear, you save more time and money, right? Because when you're clear, you don't have to do things over and over again. You don't go, Hey, Bob, go, you know, do this. And he comes back and he has no idea. He's trying to interpret what you want and he brings something and it's wrong because he had to guess and you don't know how to correct him. So you say, no, go do it again. And he brings it back and it's wrong again. And it's wrong again until he quits, right? Or until you get frustrated and fire him. And it's not even his fault. It's the clarity. But the, the beautiful thing about this 
beyond that is that all this stuff is ap applicable to life. You know, raising kids. Um, I think people oftentimes look at business and life separately. Like I go to work and then I come home. And I think there's a certain level of they should be kept somewhat separate because a lot of people don't want to bring their work life home with them because a lot of times that's what ends up creating strife in relationships. And the same thing of bringing um, home to work, I think is is almost impossible to a certain degree. But at the same time, we want that support where we can feel like it's kind of a separate space. Like sometimes I want to go, like, I love my wife. I love my son. But sometimes I want to just go to a coffee shop and have out my own time. And they, that's okay. And I think there's a level of separation. But there's a level of crossover. They're not that much different. And what you apply to your business can be applied to life. You know, if, with my son, you know, if I say, hey, you're not acting like a shield. Well, what does that mean? He has to know what the values that being a shield stands for, right? In order to be able to make decisions as a man, as he grows up, he needs to be able to understand what we stand for and what we're achieving to do. Everyone needs a mission. Um, in fact, my wife and I, we when we got married, we we carved out a missional, missional marriage statement because we believe that when people come together, they should be coming together for some sort to add value to other people for some reason. Well, what is a business besides just a marriage of different people, very different people coming together with very different ideas and different perceptions of the world, but having to come to the table and make really important decisions and come together and find out what they share, which is those values. Well, that's kind of the great thing about this discovery process. That's why we call it a discovery is because people end up discovering a lot about themselves and about their team is that much like a marriage, you know, my wife and I, the reason why we've been married for five years isn't because we share all the same interests. This is what you hear people. Oh, I share so many interests with this, with this girl or this guy. So it's going to be great. Well, my wife, I'm, I don't really want to watch Pride and Prejudice, and my wife doesn't want to watch Braveheart, but we can still raise children because we share values. Well, when you hire a team member, they may have completely different perceptions of the world. They may have completely different uh, outlooks. That's great because they're going to bring fresh ideas. But if their values and mission don't align with what you're doing, they're not going to want to stick around. So when we go to hire team members Testing that through the values and making sure there's alignment is going to build loyalty because you're going to likes attract likes. Opposites, I don't know whoever said opposites attract. It's not true. Look at your friend groups. Look at the people you keep around you. Um, my wife and I are very different, but we are very much alike in our values. Likes attract likes. Find people that have the same values as you. Bring them into your company. Express those values. That'll build clarity. That'll build unity. That'll build retention. And as you guys go out as a unified front to your customers and you treat them with integrity and respect because you've built it in within the company internally, customers are going to want to stick around because they're going to get the best service from you. Just like a marriage. <laughs> it's got a mission and it builds strength and it, and it raises children and it makes things good. Same with businesses and teams. Yeah, I, I agree with that too, because uh, I've, I've heard about this with other people or social media posts, you know, uh, online. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's true. It's a, it's a contract, right? Like it's, a, it's no different. you got a contract yeah. for marriage, you get a contract for, for a business and, uh, and there's a lot of similarities. And, and I tell this to, to my girlfriend all the time. I'm like, Hey, like, it's not that I'm trying to bring business into the relationship. It's just like, what what we have, it's, it's like a business too, right? Like it's, it's a relationship that we have and we're going to have our, our rules, our do's and don'ts and everything. And do this is the line, right? This is the contract, right? Like this is, yeah. that's what we're allowed to do. And that's why, um, 
there's a lot of similarities and and one thing that um what I would add is that it that is why it's so important to match your your business with your lifestyle yes. because that way when then your core values match on both sides right because you you want to live by this and if you match your business especially that's why it's so good about entrepreneurship and having your own business because you can create exactly how you want it and and that doesn't mean that to be able to be completely aligned you have to be an entrepreneur i mean you can you can find a company that aligns with your values right and that's okay but if you want to have complete control <laughs> and create something then you have to create your own business and then as long as you have them both aligned then you don't feel this like two personalities almost like oh i'm a business owner at times but then other times i am a husband and a and a father or whatever right like it, it should be like you're always you yeah. And then sometimes you're working, sometimes you're just relaxing with your family, having a good time. That's how I see it. I absolutely, absolutely 100% agree. We call that the multiple personality monster. And, you know, again, I, I know it sounds like a weird thing to keep bringing it back to like dating, relationships, marriage and all that. But it is interesting that when you think about it, what are you doing when you're trying to attract a new customer? You're kind of going on a blind date. They don't know you. You don't know them. But you're both trying to figure out whether you guys have mutual – you can mutually benefit each other. It's a transaction, right? You're sit, like sitting across the table at a coffee shop, right? And you're – you know, for lack of a better term, you're kind of courting this new customer. You're trying to find out what their needs are and whether you can supply those needs. But to exactly your point is that if you've ever known someone in your life that their only goal is to just get a girlfriend or boyfriend, they are oftentimes one of the most fake people you'll ever meet because they mold themselves to whoever they think the person across the table wants them to be. Well, don't businesses do this all the time? They say, oh, I just – especially in the beginning when you hear people that will say, um, well, who's your product for? Well, everybody. Well, if you're trying to please everybody, you're going to please nobody. You've got to be very specific. If you were to say that same thing and apply that to, well, who are you looking for in a, a partner? Anybody? No, you're not. You're looking for specific things, right? No, you have to get that narrowed down. And that's why, you know, when we're companies, we have to narrow down and go, okay, what are the values that I hold? And what are, how am I going to uh, deliver on those values? And who are the people that I'm looking for that match those values? You know, I want to work with or supply a, a, a product or service to someone that is going to get value from the values that I hold. Otherwise, every single customer, you're going to be a used car salesman. You're just going to be like, you know, Foo, what kind of music do you like? Oh, I like rap. Oh, me too. Oh, what kind of music do you like, uh, Susie? I like uh, classical. Oh, me too. You know, like you just become a me too monster where you're not really a person. You're just a shell. You know, there's an old expression that says actors are just empty shells looking for a role to fill them. Well, if we become actors in our own business, we're just empty shells looking for a customer to fill us. That's not really an enriching life at all. You know, and that's why chasing the dollar is and we need money to run our business but chasing the dollar it it overshadows people and then we have an empty life and at the end of the day you know for me and what i really want to help achieve in my business is that helping people to see their purpose their god-given design and at the end of the day and at the end of their life it wasn't you know a measurement of how many spreadsheets or how many clients they filled out that ends up carved on their tombstone you know, ends up becoming an enriching full life where they get to see the lives of the people they've touched, whether it's internally, externally, and all over the gamut, whether it's business, whether it's personal life. But like you said, 
you're able to be this person, understand this person, know this person that you are. And when you know your purpose and you know your design, you can live freely and you can do business with integrity and money will come. You know, it may not always be, you may not be the, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten figure person, but you'll have that sustainable income that, and, and at the end of the day, there's no amount of dollar sign that can give you a good night's sleep like a clear conscience can. A clear conscience has no dollar sign. And knowing that you're doing something real and valuable and wonderful for other people, that can be profitable. It can be. A lot of people just, we've somehow gone awry and believe that that can't be. But when you know your values and clear communicate, you will see clarity, unity, and retention. And you'll see t- more time on, on your on your clock and you'll see more money in your pocket. It can happen. Yeah, I, I have no no doubt, no doubt of that. And that's why I am I'm constantly uh, asking myself, like, am I coming from a place of serving? Yeah. Am I like, or is this ego? All right. Or like, am I, am I, am I really trying to help this person? Or I just want to yeah. make a sale, right? Those different things, because I just, I don't know how people go to sleep at night when they do bad things consciously and then just go like, I just don't get it. Right. And that's yeah. exactly how you said it. Like I, me personally, like I, I, I have to, I have to do as good as best as I can. So I can just at the end of the day, I can look myself in the mirror and be like, today I did as best as I could. Absolutely. And then I can go to sleep at peace because yeah. if not, then I'm just going to be thinking about all the stuff because I'm just, uh, I want to be as best as I can. I just want to be a good person. And, and if it, if I'm doing something that doesn't align with that, then it's like, I, I don't have clear conscience. And, and like, just what you said, there's no, doesn't matter like how much money, like if you can't sleep at night, it's, just, it's not worth it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, doing anything illegal, all those things, it's like, is it really worth it? Like, you know, uh, it's not <laughs> like you, you yeah. be able to, 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 to have peace, to be able to, to rest and ha- and live a fulfilling and happy life. So I completely yeah. agree with that. You know, and yeah. some companies and some people, uh, it's not even necessarily intentional stuff that they're doing. I, I say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. A lot of times not defining those those values and doing things out of fear create problems and then they have to they end up having to fire somebody, you know, and nobody wants to let somebody go. I mean, you know, nobody with a good heart wants to let somebody go. And then you're sitting there and you're wide awake being like waiting for the day. Oh, I've got to fire this person today. I've got to let this person go because they're, la- you know, they're falling behind or, or whatever. And then you do it and then you can't sleep. Well, it could have maybe been avoided had you defined those values and gotten that person on the same page or made the decision to vet that person and make sure they were the right fit for your company to begin with through those values. There's a lot of different things that we can do. It's not always the person that makes the decision to, you know, kind of go <laughs> mustache twirl and, you know, like strap somebody to the train tracks or whatever. It's it's not quite that cut and dry. I think a lot of times, unfortunately, businesses and entrepreneurs end up doing a lot of really bad things um, with good intention, just for the simple fact that they're not clear on who they are and what they're what they're trying to achieve. And so corners get cut and people get upset and strife and conflict enter. And that's an inevitable thing, but you can make the conflict um, productive. You know, conflict is actually good in, in anything, in marriage and workplace and in friendships, because iron sharpens iron. You know, when you press against somebody, like if you want to sharpen your knives, you you scrape it with a with a more iron, right? You use the same material, scrape it. 
but it's it's an intentional conflict. It's a conflict to sharpen each other. You and I could have a dispute about ideas. And if we are healthy and we can come to the table and say, well, what do we truly believe about this? How can we get to that place? Then you and I could actually, you could come up with ideas and say, Gabriel, I believe that you should do this and that and the other. And I'm like, you know, you're right. You know, I, I hadn't seen it from that perspective. That's healthy, right? That's healthy conflict, but we have a place to identify, right? So those things, values can help with healthy conflicts within companies um, rather than unfortunately the the very unhealthy, toxic workplaces as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that that's something that I'm glad that you, you, you brought it up because it's a, it's a, it's a good point of view and it gives people perspective. It gives me perspective. I know it. And it gives other people because it's very true. It, sometimes uh, as business owners, especially starting out, like things don't go as, as we have planned because we just weren't prepared for it. Right. And, 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 and it's not that the person wanted to do bad, right. It, it, they just had good intentions. It's just weren't prepared and they thought they were, or, you know, they were just ignoring signs or something. And, and that, I think that's something worth pointing because I think most people, like you said, is, is they're not, they're not bad. They don't not trying, they don't have bad intentions when bad things happen is because a lot of times it was just confusion, lack of communication, lack to clarity, right? all those different things. And 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 it's good. It's good to, to think say, like, hey, like all these people, a lot of a lot of people that have done you wrong probably did not want it to do you wrong, but just right. you know, things happen. So thanks for sharing that. And yeah. For for that, I wanna um I think this conversation has been incredibly valuable. And I wanna ask you, is there any big takeaway or, or like a big challenge or that that taught you something very important that you want to share with the audience and this could be uh anything from like a smallest little challenge that you had the other day or something in the beginning or or just something that you want to reiterate to like really leave the audience with with that big takeaway from yours uh yeah you know i think you know, I, it, it's hard to narrow down to like one thing a lot of times because I believe we are an amalgamation of all of our different experiences. We're uh, kind of a um, a sculpture with many different chisels from many different people and many different experiences in life. But I'd say that um, it's interesting because I think my biggest lesson in life for business actually didn't come from business, but it actually came from um, from my marriage uh, and uh, with my wife and. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing of understanding, you know, we had some pretty big struggles when we first began. And a lot of it was me just not really uh, having taken the time. I came from a, a broken home. I'll, I'll leave it very simple and short, but I came from a very broken home and I brought a lot of uh, very broken uh, pieces into our marriage. And for that reason, you know, this, I sat down um, with my pastor actually. And he said, you know, it's not good people that get to heaven. It's forgiven people, you know? And so from there, it made me realize that I didn't have to strive to be good in my business, in my marriage. I just needed to accept that there was a purpose that I had. And so then with my wife, I had to, to stop trying to convince her to hear me and start look, stop looking at her through the lens of my past and instead look at my present and live presently. And, and that clarity came. That clarity came when the realization that uh you know there is a there is a certain vow that we give that, you know in marriage which is you know for better or worse rich or poor sickness and health and that's true love right is that love doesn't happen in the in the well and the rich you know and the you know it doesn't it doesn't happen in all the good it happens in the bad and so in business when 
there are so many moments in business that we are weathering storms with our team members. We are weathering our steam teams or weathering our storms with our clients. We are weathering a lot of storms um, and we'll weather a lot more. I mean, we might be looking at some really interesting things coming on with our economy right now. Um, but the reality is, is that what anchors us, what anchors us, what's, what is it that anchors us? And I think that really is learning that in my marriage, took that to my business. And that's why I bring up a lot that business is very much like a marriage. It taught me so much about, you know, understanding that the message that we convey has to be something that comes from a true place because our narrative, how we believe about ourselves because all my life I heard that I was stupid and no good and you know from that toxic home environment. So how do you think I behaved? I behaved stupid and no good and da 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 da, right? But then when I accepted forgiveness and when I accepted that there was more to life, then those beliefs helped me to change narrative and now I'm running a business and I'm running a successful business. I have a successful marriage, I have a beautiful little boy. You know, so the reality is is that People a lot of times say, well, change your narrative. I would say, don't try to change your narrative. Change your belief and your out approach and your outlook about it. What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about yourself? Do you believe that, you know, you're nobody and no good, you know? And if that's the case, then let's talk, right? Because I want to know you. I, you know, I want to know you and I, and you are important. You know, you are important. And, and once you know that you were designed for a reason, you know, I didn't have my son Liam because I wanted him to be some great auteur or great engineer or great speaker or great artist one day. I had him because I wanted him. Well, we were made by God because he just wanted us. So in the midst of all of that, if we don't know that, if we don't understand that, what we bring into our business will be fear, will be a desire to do to live in a way that it may not be what we have intended, but we'll find ourselves in a, a lot of storms. And like you call it an anchor. I like that. I like that. I used, I, I called it a, a foundation, like what you build your house on, but I like anchor. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to steal that from you food because I like that because I think it, like I said, we weather a lot of storms, but what is anchoring you? As the storm brushes over you, what is anchoring you? I think that's what I want the audience to take away is really take the time to search. It, a lot of people think, oh, this is antiquated. Why do I need a mission statement? Why do I need to know my core values? Why do I need any of that? Don't I just need a customer, ideal customer profile and a sales line and marketing campaigns and go and run with it? You might be successful short term. But like we talked about, are you sleeping at night? Do you truly know yourself? Do you truly feel that you're making a difference? Do you truly feel like you're having the depth of relationships that you should? Are you seeing profitability that goes beyond the 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 price uh, tag? But at the same time, do you want profitability to also be, maybe you want to be more profitable? Well, there's nothing more profitable than treating people well because you'll sleep at night and they'll want to give you money. They'll want to work with you. It's it's not it's not a, it's not rocket science, right? So take the time, spend the time to discover yourself, and ask yourself, what do I believe? Don't focus on the behaviors. Behavior modification doesn't work. Calm down. How are you feeling? Be more patient. How are you feeling? Let's attack the beliefs. Let's go to those core values and let's understand we were designed for a purpose, a reason. What is that, and what do you want to do with it?
Yeah, that, that's that's super powerful. Two things that um, people that have got here in my podcast have taught me, basically, uh, which is Zilot. Uh, she is uh, an ex-psychotherapist. She gave up her license, so now she can help people more with without having to be restricted by the license uh, constraints. And yeah. now she is uh, just a seven-figure business, and she's helping people awesome. without the license by doing coaching because she believes, and I think you agree with this, is we don't really have business problems. We have personal problems that are getting transcribed into the business. Yes. That's all, right? Yeah. And the other point that I want to make uh, is something that I learned from Mr. Johnson or Terrence X. Johnson. He was also in my podcast. And he told me that you don't get what you want. You get what you believe. And yeah. that's exactly what, you know, what you were saying. It's like, oh, you got to believe in yourself, right? Like, And that's exactly what that phrase is trying to say. It's like, it's not like, oh, I just want a customer. But like, do you believe that you deserve that customer for X, Y, and C reasons, right? Yeah. And, and and that's something that I, I I think I said almost every podcast because every conversation just gets me there because it's just we're we're going into the the roots of problems. So then everything it's kind of similar because like if you go very specific, oh sales or things or little things, but then when you go to the roots, they're just like based on on us as a person because everything yeah. just comes back to us. So that's why I say always and I keep saying it because I just want to really punch this out because it really I live by this because since he told me that, Mr. Johnson, he told me that and I was like, damn, like it, it like hit me. You know, and he's so short and, and so impactful. Like you don't get what you want. You get what you believe. And I Absolutely. tell this so to everybody is because it's, and I tell this to myself. I mean, like to remind myself all the time, like believe in yourself, believe you can do this, believe that you deserve to do this, believe that you have that life that you already want, visualize it and go for it. Right. Like after you have that visualization and you can see it clearly, you already know what to do. Just follow the steps. Right. Uh, and, and you kind of said something about that too earlier. It was like, look, after you know what to do, it's easy, right? Like it's just yeah. finding what to do. And that's why, you know, it, it's so important to have people like us that are like, okay, we strategize on PR, we strategize on branding, right? We strategize on all the different things. We create the roadmap. We just follow the steps pretty easy. So, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. you know, this, this has been such a great conversation. And I know there's going to be a lot of people saying, look, this guy, amazing like i want to talk to gabriel like that he sounds like a guy that i should be talking to so um how can people find you yeah well they can the first place they can just go to benewcreative.com b-e-n-u creative.com or email me directly at hello at benewcreative.com or i'm on linkedin as well um always welcome to expand my uh uh, my connections there. So, um, anyway, whatever's your preferred method, um, I'd love to, to talk with you if you're interested in learning more. So perfect. And we'll have, I'm going to have the links in the description, but I just always, you know, there's most people listen to us through audio more than video and that way, you know, like just kind of totally. get them, uh, in the subconscious. Cause sometimes I don't even have to check the notes, right. I can just like, I remember. So, yeah. um, or at least mental note, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, thanks. Thanks for for taking the time to come here. I think I I, Thank I you. Have, you know a great experience personally, and I know that that there's gonna be some people are gonna enjoy this. There's some good value here. So, thank you, thank you again for taking the time. And um, you know, uh, we, we maybe we, we should do this again, maybe in a year and see you know what sure. has happened. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. And I know that we're gonna have more conversations because I really oh, yeah. enjoy having conversations with you. Um, so uh, once again, thanks for taking the time. Um, Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> this was Gabriel and Fu, uh, and this is us signing off. 
Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode. Oh,